Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. Today, we've pulled together a compilation episode featuring the best snippets from motherhood coach Janet Quinlan's three-part series on how our thoughts make us who we are. In the various episode, we talked about how our thoughts make us who we are as a person, a spouse, and a parent. So tune in today to hear some of the best bits from these three episodes. How our thoughts create who we are. And of course, who we are is how we show up in the world. Uh, And very often we think that it is just our circumstances that um, create, you know, our life, create who we are and what happens in our life. And actually it's not the circumstances because the circumstances of our life um, are actually just neutral facts. And it's what we think about those circumstances that begin to create who we are. Mm. So growing up, we have stories, stories that our parents created for us, you know, in, in the way they formed a home and lived a home. And we took those stories uh, into our adulthood. And sometimes those stories created beliefs that we wanted to live by. And sometimes they created beliefs that we didn't want to live by. Sure. Um, I I grew up in a, a good, solid home. Uh, my parents taught me how to be a good Catholic woman. Um, my dad struggled with alcohol. And so a story that I brought into my adulthood was I alcohol creates a problem. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether it does or doesn't, other people may have different ideas on that. But for me, alcohol created a problem. Mm-hmm. And so my belief was, uh, if I don't have alcohol in the home, then there won't be a problem. Oh, okay. And so actually, we have a no alcohol home. Um, you know, whenever we have major family functions, we don't have alcohol. And, and everybody understands why, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um Another person might say, well, we like to have alcohol with our family. And that's totally fine too. So just to get clarity that there isn't right or wrong Mm -hmm. about our thoughts necessarily. They Mm -hmm. are just our thoughts. And we have to understand that they, they inform who we are. Sure. And in our stories, uh, we begin to have these beliefs. So a belief is a story that you hear over and over again, and you create a belief about it. So for me, alcohol created a problem. If if there's a point in your life that's causing conflict, mm. either internal conflict or exterior conflict, if there's a point in your life where you're just not happy, or you feel um, maybe nervous, or you feel anxious or stressed, or you feel uh, incompetent, mm. um, that's a good place to start always with the sure. negative feelings there. It's an excellent place to start with asking yourself, why, why do I feel this way? My parents were good parents, but I always, and was very clear growing up. I wanted to get married and have children. Mm-hmm. I, I was never a career girl, never wanted it. I went to get a degree in education because I knew I'd have at least my summers off to be with my kids. And my brothers uh, were very smart. And see, as soon as I say that, I can hear myself saying they were very smart and I wasn't. Oh, okay. And that was a belief that I had from, I mean, as early as I can remember. Mm. I really didn't care about school. I cared about people and relationships. Mm. And so 
whether I was smart or not was really never tested because I didn't care. Right. You know, I did enough to get by to, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, appease my parents. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until, oh my gosh, like 20 years later, after I graduated from college, when I started a business and had to learn things and I saw, oh my gosh, I can learn things. I'm not dumb. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who knew? And, and now as, you know, 61, I have children who are in their mid thirties and I know way more tech than they ever could know. And I'm nice. quite proud of it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm building, you know, I, I have a coaching practice that I've, I've built into full-time income. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it is when you want to move forward, but there's something holding you back. Why? Why is that holding you back? Mm -hmm. And then it's getting to that place of saying, what do I want? Do I, do I want to do this even though I think I can't? Well, what if I just tried the next step mm. and move forward just a little bit and, and try to see how that worked? People think you need to have self-confidence in order to do big things or, you know, even, even little things. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is self-confidence comes with being brave and doing those things. Mm -hmm. We have a tendency, I think, as people to wait for exterior signs to give us confidence. But what gives us confidence is what's inside us, challenging mm -hmm. ourselves just to do the next best thing towards the goal that we want. Mm -hmm. So we have to get clarity on what, what do we want? Do we want um, a, a loving, intimate, friendship with our husband mm -hmm. and what are the thoughts that we have around our relationship with our husband mm -hmm. and some people I coach their thoughts are well he's not interested or he's just not this way or he's not that way and I would challenge that but, but who are you mm -hmm. what do you want mm -hmm. how can you create in that home um, the kind of relationship that you want in prayer is a great time to really talk over with God who you are. Actually, to ask the Holy Spirit to help you see you for who you are. Mm -hmm. And many say, oh yeah, but I, I don't want to think good of myself because that's too prideful. No, humility is seeing truth, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, understanding that the gifts that God has given us, he gave to us for a reason mm -hmm. to use. But we can't use them if we don't think they're true about ourselves. We live in such a reactive society, don't we? Everything yeah. is about how we feel and we react, but mm -hmm. we don't think about what is our thought that's creating how we feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like any habit, you have to be conscious of it. You know, in the morning you wake up, you say, maybe it's no sugar. I'm not having sugar today. It's the habit I'm getting into. I'm eliminating sugar and it can be really hard. And you, mm -hmm. you may have a piece of cake that's around or something. And then you remind yourself, okay, I said, I wasn't going to do this. So I'm, I'm going to push that away now. Even if you just do it because out of, out of habit, you normally eat it. Sure. Right. So being conscious of our thoughts is just a habit. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be very difficult, especially if we've programmed ourselves to think something 
a belief that we've thought for so long, we think it's not even something we can change. Mm -hmm. But having the clarity of, I can change that if I want to. I am a thinking human and my emotions don't control who I am. We have about 60,000 thoughts a day and about 80% of them are negative. Hmm. And unless you know that reality, you think that just what you're thinking is true. But sure. uh, yeah, but actually it is just that primitive part of your brain that's offering you the thing that is the easiest. It mm -hmm. will keep you safe. It's the habit that you're in, your thinking habit. Um, and we don't stop and question whether or not what we're thinking is really true. Mm. So for instance, we go through the day and we see uh, the faults in others. And mm -hmm. we see ways in which we are not living up to our expectations. And we kind of have um, this victim mentality in the world mm -hmm. that everything is happening to us mm -hmm. and that we don't have any control over how we can respond <clears throat> or what we can think about it. Mm -hmm. We just think life happens to us and there it is. And I mm -hmm. think that's one of the big reasons why so many people are unhappy, mm. particularly uh, people in marriages. They believe that when they have, you know, everything before the wedding is so great and happy. We've got all these goals and joys. And mm. then it's like, when you walk out of church, something clicks <laughs> mm -hmm. and suddenly uh, we start seeing the things that annoy us or the things that didn't live up to our expectations. And we think it's just reality when in fact we have control over what we are thinking about. Mm, mm. When we fix our interior, then we can create the exterior mm -hmm. that will reflect the interior that we have. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about marriage, um, our marriage is made up of uh, different things that our spouse does, says, mm -hmm. uh, just the different circumstances, life circumstances, money, job, moving, in-laws, outlaws, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and it all seems to be happening to us. And we don't stop to remember that we're thinking beings. We, mm. we don't respond out of instinct. In fact, we shouldn't, but we frequently do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can change our reality depending on how we think changing our thinking can change the outcome of what happens in all parts of our, our life, but in particular in our marriage. Mm -hmm. So to affect change, you have to believe sure. that it can happen, or you have to be intentional about how you think what is happening uh, can work towards the good. And most of us are so in the habit of not thinking, mm -hmm. but just doing Mm -hmm. that we have to really step back and think. And one uh, one thing I ask clients to do is in the morning, write a thought download, just write it out. Like mm -hmm. all the thoughts you're thinking about today and look at them and see, you know, uh, get clear on being more conscious of what you're thinking so that you can uh, get into the habit of thinking it and deciding if that's what you want to think or if you want to change it. So many people talk about how, the seasons of marriage happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, it's like, I, I don't know, in the beginning, Michael and I fought like the whole first year, <laughs> we had to get it all out. And but then 
we started to understand each other. Sure. I, a funny thing is, I think that, you know, um, and the two shall become one. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen there at the ceremony. Mm -hmm. It happens over the longevity of your marriage. Sure. Right? Eventually, the two become one. You'd like it to happen right in the beginning, <laughs> but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so it requires being conscious of the way we're showing up. And that requires thinking about what we want. You both come to your marriage with expectations. Sure. Their expectations from what you saw in your parents, mm -hmm. uh, expectations in what you always hoped and dreamed your spouse would be, you know, you had all those years of thinking that, and, um, you kind of, we call it a manual where you kind of have a rule book on what they should do, um, what kind of spouse they should be, uh, what they're supposed to think or do or say, um, how they should help out with the chores or what part of the home they should be taking care of, all those things. Mm -hmm. What kind of a mother and what kind of a, a father they should be and what kind of a spouse they should be. And we have all these you know, constructs about how things should be. Mm -hmm. And then reality hits. And I've heard it said that um, expectations are really the killer mm. of a good relationship. Because we hold on to those expectations as if they are true and um, they have to happen that way mm. or we're not going to be happy. And we think that because we have a belief, and I'm not talking about a religious belief, I'm talking about um, a man should not leave his socks on the floor. A man, when he takes off his socks, should put them in you know, the laundry basket mm -hmm. or a wife, uh, when I come in from home from work. Um, whether she's worked outside the home or not, she should run to me and, you know, be ready for intimacy right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we have all of these beliefs and we don't discuss them with mm. our partner. Mm -hmm. And so we looking at those expectations and realizing we have to break those expectations apart mm -hmm. and discuss. And then the, the final thing on obstacles in our thinking with uh, our marriage is how do we respond in our thoughts to mm -hmm. our spouse? Are we in the habit of responding um, with angry or resentful comments or without giving the opportunity for growth? Or um, do we just know exactly what he's thinking, what he's doing, what she's thinking, what she's feeling? Or do we open ourselves up to listening? Okay. Mm. So really being careful about how we interact with each other in mm. our, in the habits of the way we communicate. And that comes again from our thinking. Are you open? Mm. Listen to him or her with empathy rather than judgment. Mm -hmm. um, take responsibility for your own thoughts and your own feelings. If you're angry, Ask yourself, why am I angry? Mm -hmm. Is it because of something I'm thinking? And even if he does something or she does something that's very hurtful, yeah, it's a natural emotion to go through, but then what? Are you going to stay in the anger and the resentment or are you going to find a way to move out of it by changing your thinking? Mm -hmm. And choose to be the one that goes first in this. Because mm -hmm. we always are like, well, okay, I could do that, but what's he going to do for me? Sure. You know? mm -hmm. there's, there's that that limiting thought that mm -hmm. stops it right in its tracks, right? Right. So being the one to go first, 
and communicating without that negative emotion. Really come together in your thinking of what your goal is, your long-term why. Mm -hmm. And that actually is, is, is kind of the, the bigger picture that lets the little things of the day just kind of not mean so much because you're working towards that big why. Sure. So never too late. Mm -hmm. uh, and always be available and open to change. Mm -hmm. Today, I want to talk about uh, three different ways in which our thoughts affect our motherhood. And right. um, let me just kind of give you an, an overview. So the first is the thoughts that we have about ourselves as a mother. Mm. The second is the thoughts we have about our children. And then the third is our children's thoughts about themselves and how we can help them with that. So when we come to marriage and parenting, we have like no formal education on it, right? We're supposed mm -hmm. to just know everything. And yeah, of yeah, course, just a natural. Yeah, know, all right, right. And we know nothing. Well, mm -hmm. what we do know is what we saw our parents do for better or for worse. Right. We have stories and beliefs that we came, that we come into our motherhood based on what we saw uh, from our own moms or our own dads, how we and our siblings may have been for our parents and the way they were able to parent us is very different from how our children and their unique personalities mm -hmm. um, and the way we interact with our unique personalities with our children. Sure. So we have to kind of get rid of stories and beliefs mm. and especially expectations. Now there, there's, there are good expectations mm -hmm. and then there are expectations that really harm us because mm -hmm. if things don't work out as we expect, then either we think we're failing or we think our children are failing or, you know, all of those negative thoughts that come into it because someone didn't live up to expectations. Mm -hmm. The beliefs that we have, the thoughts that we have mm -hmm. will impact the kind of children that we raise. Mm -hmm. So um, another thing is that moms may think about their children is that they don't want them to be unpopular. Mm-hmm. And so if our thought is, oh, I don't want them to be left out, or I don't want them to be unpopular, that's going to create nervous feelings and energy. Mm. And so that when actions, you know, something comes up, actions come up, we're going to give in. We're going to say, okay, when we really don't want to say, okay, we're sure. going to, you know, not live um, in, in the truth of who we are and the values that we have, because mm. we don't want our children to be unpopular or left mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. So get into the, get really clear moms about, and dads who are listening to this, mm -hmm. about what you think about your children. Okay? Mm -hmm. And understand that that thought really does control how you show up. The mm -hmm. actions, both, both the external actions and the internal actions. Growth mindset is uh, having the mindset that let's see what could happen. You know, mm -hmm. is this, is this a talent you might be able to, you know, really um, blossom and, 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 you know, bring into something really good into the world mm -hmm. rather than the fixed mindset, which is the opposite of a growth mindset, which is you were born. This is the way you are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I remember I was speaking with a spiritual director one time and um, I, I, I commented about the lack of virtues and they said, you know, you can just ask the Holy spirit for those. I'm like, what, wait, what <laughs> huh? I can. I okay. had a very fixed mindset. 
Mm. I thought I was born with certain virtues. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have them, oh, well, I'm out of luck. It really mm -hmm. is amazing when now as adults, when we can step back and look at, mm -hmm. you know, with a different perspective, yep. how things affected us. And we also have to do that for ourselves as parents. We have to mm -hmm. really understand that there are certain things that we have to do for our children in order to protect their thoughts about themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you're thinking parents about thoughts about your children, um, have that growth mindset uh, and understand that you're creating challenges for them, that you're forming them and that's your job mm -hmm. and they're not always going to be happy. And that's actually a good thing. I was going to say that's okay, but it's actually a good thing because mm -hmm. then we teach children at a young age, they will not always be happy. So sure. that when they get to be a teenager where they're really confronted with lots of opportunities to be not happy, mm -hmm. they, can live, they can live through them and then they know they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and the yeah, last thing I want to just talk about is I remember when I was, um, when I had young children. So when we homeschooled, I had to take all the children grocery shopping with me. So oh, two wow. carts and at the time, six, chi six children, number seven hadn't arrived yet. Um, <laughs> And they were just crazy in the grocery store. And I rem I can see it as if it were just yesterday in our big fat 15 passenger van <laughs> sitting in the parking lot of the grocery store. And I just was saying to myself, this is going to be different. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be different here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to respond to, to their misbehavior. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very clear. And I just remember talking to myself and that's mm -hmm. really an important thing to do is to to talk to her, you know, we're not the crazy person on the corner who's, you know, <laughs> we're actually just really reframing our brain and our thoughts mm -hmm. and reminding ourselves we're in charge and we can make the decisions and we can make the changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went into that grocery store with those children and I, oh, by the way, then I told the children, this is what's <laughs> happening. Mm. Right? And if you pull something off the shelf and you say you want it, you automatically will not get it. Plus you won't get to pick out which cereal you want. Mm. That was kind of like the carrot at the That's end. That's it, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had the one child who had <laughs> two shopping trips it took him to understand I was really serious. Mm. But then from then on, they packed the groceries for me. I mean, everything was so much easier because I changed my mindset about how it was going to go. We've been married, uh, it'll be 39 years in July. And um, I just learned about you know, self-coaching and the model and really being cognitive of my thoughts mm -hmm. um, just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And both my husband and I are like, dang, I wish we knew this a long time ago mm -hmm. because it really does change the way you live life. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, I find myself not having the negative judgments about my husband or my children. I find myself um, not even having negative judgments about myself. Mm -hmm. But um, really being intentional about the kind of life I want to create and the kind of life I still want to create for my children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So I would strongly suggest to people just take that time each day, um, again, either like a marathon or, you know, if you want to lose 10 pounds, every meal you have to think, mm -hmm. what am I going to eat? And is that going to serve me and benefit me? Sure. It's, it's the same thing with our thoughts and mm -hmm. in in how we approach our parenting with our children.